0: Hey everybody this is terry i just wanted to give you a quick heads up uh some of the audio on this episode is a little like messed up um we had some recording technical difficulties but uh, it just affected fox the rest of us sound fine um and i think it's still listenable and maybe is a little quiet a little thin but um i did my best to kind of to amp him up and make sure you could hear him so uh, I think it's still worth listening to, but I just figured I'd give you give you a fair warning before you, you dive deep into our review of Stalker. But without further ado, uh, on with the show. Here we go.
1: All right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real, featuring Mike. Terry. Fox and dan and we've got the new category sci-fi classics right Yep. yeah yeah
0: the classics of the sci-fi genre
1: yeah we do watch a lot of sci-fi movies i've noticed that and i'm okay with that
2: glad we're doing some classics you know i I could use some more classic sci-fi in my palette i've consumed a lot of contemporary sci-fi i'll admit
0: I've consumed a lot of uh, mm, questionable sci-fi as well. Yep. Yeah, a lot. It's good to go back and look at some of the historic sci-fi stuff that sticks around.
1: Yep. Yep. And I picked this first one. I picked... uh, Yep. (laughs) Dan is just saying yep. Yep. That's all he's got.
3: That's all he's got <laughs> I'm for this wait one. And see how long it
2: went. <laughs> I thought
1: this cord was like bugging out there for a second. I didn't it. He was like doing it. I thought it was a glitch. I thought maybe he had like a soundboard and he's just pressing the button that makes him go yep every time. Yep. He's just in yep. the kitchen making a, a
0: sandwich. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> if I just press
0: this every five seconds, ten seconds, then they won't even. They'll think I'm here.
1: Yep. Yep. As, anyways keep it going dan um i yeah i picked stalker by um andre tarkovsky yep uh a russian director right and we've we've talked about one of his movies before solaris yeah the old
0: i think they come out before i actually don't know i was reading a thing about it yesterday but i forgot.
2: I think it came out before this. This was his last Soviet film, I think I saw. Oh, yep.
0: gotcha. That sounds right. Then he left to uh, make movies in non-Russia. I think he did Italy and somewhere else, but I don't know.
2: I saw that he died in France, but I wasn't sure if he was still making movies at that point.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question.
1: I don't know either. I don't know much about him, Um But this movie came out in 1979, so it is an older movie. Yep. And I'll just (laughs) read the synopsis (laughs) here. A guide leads two men through an area known as the Zone to find a room that grants wishes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. He goes into a Zone, a lot of talking, a lot of wandering, um, and then they make it to a mysterious
1: wish-granting room, I guess. Yep supposedly but we're gonna talk about it we're gonna spoil it so
0: yeah so if you don't want spoilers uh you better make that your wish because we have
1: all intentions of spoiling this yep yeah as dan says yep yep stalker by tarkovsky what do you guys think i'm curious
2: i want to know what you guys think my wife keeps being like fox what are you gonna give this movie what did you think of it? Are you going to burn it or watch it or pass it or buy it and I'm like, "Man, I really need to talk to uh get a, get more <laughs> more perspectives and uh thoughts in on this one." It's uh it's a thinker, all right.
0: Yep. I've seen this before. I actually own the Criterion. This was like one of the first Criterion movies I think I ever bought just cuz it was like the it had a really cool name, Stalker sounds awesome and then The idea of it, like the whole like zone and the wishing, I was like, that sounds really cool. And I remember I really, really liked it the first time I watched it. Um, This time, hmm, I don't know if I liked it quite as much. I think it kind of like I liked it still, but I feel like it almost felt like a little bit more like homework this time watching it rather than like the first time watching it. That's a good way
2: to to describe maybe the sensation but maybe it's for a class I like. I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that could be.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is a movie that I enjoyed watching it, but it's like a movie that I'll watch maybe once because it it is pretty long. I think some of the themes are kind of depressing a bit that he was trying to go for. So yep. well, we'll get into it. Will Dan say anything but? Yep starting to hope so because i might
0: be <laughs> i might be cutting out a lot of these yips.
3: <laughs> i'll break it now oh uh, he's cutting it <laughs> i cut it i got almost seven minutes with just yep so that's pretty good
0: <laughs> gotta say it doesn't make for a <laughs> riveting conversation after a while i must admit
3: well funnily enough i pretty much agree with I pretty much agree with everything you said, hence why I kept the yups going.
0: Ah, you are waiting for us to say
3: something you didn't agree with. Is that what you are doing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I said it during the Solaris review. This guy needs to be like a nature documentary filmmaker or something like that. Because like, my God, this man loves his nature shots. That's like two-thirds of this movie <laughs> is just that. Yeah, it really There's is. There's people walking around in nature. And it's like when they, when they lay down because they're tired, they don't just like rest. No, they get all up in nature. They're like on the ground, sticking their face in the dirt and rolling around in it. It's nuts. Like this man loves his nature. And I think it subtracts something from the movie from me just because of how he films his stuff. He is so dang slow at (laughs) every single thing. Uh, And that was my main problem with Solaris was that it felt really drug out. And I had the same criticism with Stalker. It feels really drug out in a Bad way, even though it looks really nice. Like it's a good-looking movie. Guy is gr- great at getting the shots he wants, but I think he's a bit too indulgent in it. At the same time, and as far as the story goes, I think since I'm not Russian and did not live under the Soviet Union, I don't think I get as much out of this as somebody who meets those criteria would.
2: You know, I'll agree. Like I, I really love Solaris. It might be one of my favorite sci-fi movies ever. But holy cow, it feels like a thriller compared to this movie. Yeah,
1: the,
0: it's, it's just, I, I love it. Yeah, Dan, you're right. I think about the visuals. Like they're amazing, and I think that is. It's a testament that they're they're so good that I think it it holds my attention at least for that regard, for at least for a while. But there is a point in this movie where I'm just starting to go like, okay, like, I think I get it, you know, I, I, it looks great, but let's, something needs to start happening here, because, I mean, mostly, like, weird stuff, like, kind of, like, it's more like the characters, like, sense weird things, and then um, we don't really get to see it ourselves, and then they, like, have conversations about, like, philosophy and stuff, and then... Sometimes they're, like, just staring at the camera and, like, telling us stuff. (laughs) Wait, it looks great, but it's just, like... And it's interesting, usually, but it's just... I don't know. I feel like they... Yeah, it could be easily, like, a normal-length movie, I feel like,
3: with this um, story. Yeah, because, like, two-thirds of this is just him, like, filming them laying down or sitting around or walking around and not doing nothing. Like... And like he said too, TV, um, the parts that do have some tension in it is all because the stalker is telling them, "Oh, look, the zone messes with you and does all this crazy stuff." But we never see that. I think maybe one time they show like a landscape change, possibly, but other than that, like it's it's hard to keep the tension going and. That some of those scenes when nothing's happening
0: it's unclear i think yeah most of the time when something weird does happen like am i crazy or like one time who is it the the professor like stays behind to get his pack and the rider and the stalker keep moving along and then they end up like back where the the professor is and it's like how did they get there you know because they're going a different way so
2: i was gonna ask you guys what you thought about that one
3: it's cool i wanted more stuff like that in this
2: do you think it was like a like an issue with physics, like like physics don't matter, the laws of nature don't matter, and it just like looped them around? Or you think the stalker just took that dude on a super roundabout way to go in a circle and was like, Look, a mystery. Oh, that's part of the question, yeah. Yeah.
3: You don't know. Yeah, it could be like he's just I I don't we can get into it, because the story's interesting. But yeah, this movie is Three people that represent the working class, the artistic class, if you can call it, like, I, you know what I mean, and then like the um the smarty pants, the academia. Yeah, this movie is basically about all those classes discussing philosophy under the guise of an apocalyptic Soviet Union thing where everybody's screwed. That's what this movie is. They just walk around and talk. And that's that's the whole thing. So if, if you're not prepared for that going in, um, yeah, <laughs> you may not enjoy it too much. I do like me a talker, but I'm not convinced that half of what they say in this is just nonsense either. So we can get into that too.
2: <laughs> I think that's even part of the, like, the problem, I guess. I, I do think, but the... The, the arts guy, the author, is saying most of the time is supposed to just be him just talking nonsense. Like, I think the point is that he's literally just saying nothing. He, like, has no idea what he's talking about. Which then you're like, is this really, like, a big thing about philosophy? Or is he just proven a point? Because that dude probably talks more than anybody else in the whole group. And he does say he
0: doesn't have that spark anymore. He's not, you know, he can't he can't form... Ideas down and like write good stuff. I guess. I guess that's his problem. I don't know. So that could be playing into it too. He just he's just rambling. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, the the stalker even says, yeah, once people enter the zone, like their true selves are like revealed. Like the zone does something to him, and I think that is part of it. I feel like, especially the writer, we see uh, degrade throughout the movie. Like he he's definitely we see like the more emotional change with him as he like goes and he is kind of just like talking and talking and he's messing with the zone at first. And he is just kind of like letting it all out,
1: I think. And he kind of starting to reveal who he really is. I liked his character quite a bit. It was interesting to see he'd like gone to this point where he'd written up all his material. He needed something to spark his interest. And he thought the room at the center of the zone would do it. I, I agree with you guys on everything. This is a really slow movie. Um, I wish it would have been faster as well, but I did enjoy watching it. Um, I liked all the scenes and stuff, and I did like the story and the characters. Uh, The zone, the idea of it was that he did not go where I thought he was going to go with it. Like I thought it was going to be like an annihilation zone or something going in, and then it just isn't that. I think there's a lot of themes and metaphors he's really going for with this movie, and I don't know it is philosophy pretty much it's like a philosophy lecture <laughs> told in a movie yeah it's a cool
0: like yeah i love the idea as well i think that's just such an interesting idea and it's so, yeah it's so weird like we don't know what happened a meteor is what the theory is i think that or and some people say it's a gift from something and then it comes down and uh yeah the russia <laughs> realizes it could be a big threat or something and so they lock it out um and then there's a room that just grants wishes or your deepest desire is really what it grants. Um,
1: Supposedly. Or, yeah, supposedly, if you believe. It's a good setup, and I definitely didn't pick up all the themes he was going for, so I read online some stuff, and I read reviews that are saying, basically, this movie can be taken one way as they're trying to find their journey to happiness. That's why he doesn't name the characters and everything. and But it is very ambiguous, all the challenges they go through to get there. But I did like watching it, and I was pretty... I wasn't on the edge of my seat, but I was interested in what was going to happen the whole time watching this movie. Because it is long, two hours and 40 minutes.
2: It's a pretty sweet, juicy carrot at the end of that stick, I gotta say. Like, so many times we were like, Oh my God, something happened something happened but you know i still want to know i'm not gonna turn it off like (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna find out dang it (laughs) i almost feel like you're kind of with them because that's how they kind of feel i think like
0: yeah they're putting up with stalker (laughs) yeah because even yeah the the writers like starts you know acting out and doing his own thing because he thinks it's all stupid what the stalker's telling him to do and he's like well why don't we just walk over there why are we going in circles over and over again (laughs) It is a long, tedious process, but I, 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 I'm I, kind of with you, Mike. I like, I'm, I think, I think especially just like the buildup to like what's the mystery of this place is, is really good. Um, It's just, yeah, like especially like the tunnel scene and stuff like that just goes on for so long. It's like, all right, let's. The meat grinder.
3: <laughs> yeah, the meat grinder. What a cool name. That was my favorite part was the tunnel and then like what happens afterwards. That's like the most that ever happens on their journey was that whole sequence there. And I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. The rest of it's not quite up to that.
2: I
1: I don't know. For me, like the characters, the acting, the writing, the way the movie's filmed, when they go into the zone, it does a really good job of making me feel like something is off and not right. And I don't know, it's some combination of all those things and not, like, much happens and there's not much music either. I don't know. He did a really good job capturing that for me watching this. Like, the whole time I felt like when they went into the zone, there was a major shift in the movie. I mean, visually and, like, thematically and also kind of the vibe, I guess,
3: <laughs> I got. Which, that's that's cool. Like, that's what I wanted annihilation that play more into because that well i guess book slash movie is very much inspired by this um is sweet like everything in just regular russia is like in sepia is that the correct term for that uh it's, it's like
0: black and white but brown instead
3: yeah yeah everything's in that right and it's like very depressing looking and everything that's going on and i mean they have to go through not really a war zone but they get shot up at and have like the police chasing them
1: there's a checkpoint yeah military
3: yeah they gotta sneak into the zone but once they're there it's all quiet like it looks really nice because you have just the regular like it's it doesn't have that filter on it anymore so it makes it feel much different from the rest of the movie which is awesome it made it feel to me it made it feel like okay this is this is like a nice place to be but then maybe it isn't so nice after all <laughs> it's a trap it's it's very off since you brought it up you know there's
2: twice in regular russia where it is in color
0: yeah but the the
3: kid it's always
2: with the kid right monkey Yeah, when they're walking home, and then at the end when moving the glasses.
3: I wasn't sure what that meant. Like, was the zone growing or something like that? Or was it being like that, not the glasses, but when they're going by the nuclear reactor, I thought maybe he's trying to make some statement about that. Yeah, I got both vibes, Dan. That
1: like maybe he was making a commentary about nuclear power or something like that. And also, I think because the stalker was going into the zone, he was saying, like, it was um, kind of supernatural. It had power. Something was weird about that room and affecting him and got into his kid, Monkey. Yeah, she's like a—they call her a mutant or something. Um, and
0: her she does have leg problems. The, the professor and the writer say, like, they thought her legs were, like, missing completely, but uh, they're not. But she's got, like, crutches instead. So there is something, like, wrong with her. Uh, but, like, not... I don't... Yeah, who knows? It might be supernatural. Judging by the end, probably. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I kind of took it... I don't know. I was trying to think about that, too. And I was like, I wonder if it's, like, all about perspective as well. Like, with the, the, the stalker. Like, once he gets out into the zone, this is, like, where he feels free and at home. And that's why all of a sudden the colors are, like, more welcoming, I guess. And if, like, it's the kid. Like, she's still young and... You know, innocent, I guess. And doesn't really see things the same way adults would after many years of living in it. She still sees it as a normal place with color and everything.
1: There's a lot of different ways you can take the stuff that happens in this movie. It's very ambiguous for most of it, I think. Yep. And (laughs) I know how you love that, Dan. Yep. Yeah, this movie was nothing like what I expected it was going to be going in because i didn't read anything about it really so i agree with you guys saying that it's super slow and everything but i kind of like that the shots were so good like that room with the uh like dirt mounds yeah like the sand and the, like the the sand and like the light blue light coming in the background and the two dudes standing in the back uh, that's my visual moment that was so cool that's my favorite part too. As soon as those sand dunes popped
0: up my like I was like all perked up and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what yeah. I've been waiting for." The <laughs> they were back.
2: Yep. It looks so wrong. I mean, what even what kind of room is that? What kind of building is that? How shouldn't be like that. <laughs> it looks like a desert, like a little desert.
1: It was a very satisfying like reveal from the meat grinder or whatever that path was called because I was like, "Oh, what's in the room?" they built up to it really well i thought and then that was the room i was like okay yeah that's
3: cool Mm -hmm. yeah i liked when it like had the camera was in the actual like wish room and looking out at them sitting there and then it started raining like after they finished talking like it was like either that was a great coincidence or they had some (laughs) <laughs> they had a good rain machine in there to make that <laughs> shot work, but that was really cool. It turned off for a bit,
0: yeah, it went on, and it went back off. I bet they I'm sure they controlled that. they had to have
3: yeah, it was too well, like too perfect, but it looked good.
0: Maybe that was his wish if 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 it was a coincidence, <laughs> yeah, they got lucky because that's epic. I think it even like
2: added to the scene, like did you guys see like in the water like? You could see where the grate on the ceiling was that it was coming through as they were moving the machine across the grate. And it was like changing shapes and super weird.
0: It was like crazy? Or I thought the professor was like trying to throw something in there, but it kept like popping back in his hand. Or He was taking
2: apart the bomb and chucking pieces in.
0: Oh, is that what he was doing? Okay. So he had multiple pieces. I thought, yeah, he just kept trying to throw it and it wouldn't work. And then he was like, well, I'll try again. And it didn't work. And then
2: that was my favorite scene my visual moment i think and favorite thing seen overall
1: that room was so cool like the just set design of this movie was great and the nature spots like that room there at the end there was like broken light bulbs in the water and stuff and
3: it looked like a factory well, there was like needles and like syringes all throughout the zone too and like discarded guns and stuff
2: i think the building they're in is like an abandoned hospital yeah, it, it looks like it. Because like, there's all that tile everywhere, plus all the needles.
1: I was digging the visuals of this movie, just set design and everything.
2: You know, it, this like came out what like seven, eight years before Chernobyl happened, and like you see all the pictures like around Chernobyl in the exclusion zone. You know, of like the overgrown tanks and the buildings that are like dilapidated and trees growing out of them. But this is like before that like almost a decade before that, which just leads me to think that most of Russia actually just looks like that all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is some cool stuff. Yeah, and there's, yeah, but there's like a dead body in cars and they see a couple bodies laying in one of those buildings too. It's just kind of, and it is kind of eerie at times, yeah, with that weird stuff. And it's like, something did go like weird here. Something's wrong.
3: I just wish that something like, would have happened you know because it's so eerie like you said through a lot of it but nothing happens like this end up talking more philosophical stuff and nothing really <laughs> occurs and i was like you're setting up so many good like shots and tension and eeriness like have something happen
1: don't disagree at all there's a lot of cool stuff they could have done with the zone and i think he would have done a really great job doing it um but that's he wanted to make more of a thematical movie i guess so
0: yeah i i I think what yeah because the crux at the end i think kind of even is yeah is this even a thing like is this actually the real deal because like who told the stalker this and the stalker kind of like pauses and is like yeah that's a good point and like where did he learn why he has to do all this weird stuff cuz every time the uh the rider like strays from the path he he lucks out and he's like oh you just must be really lucky and it's like well is it luck or is it just cuz there's nothing that's bad's going to happen if he just would walked up to that door and gotten in um, i think i think the goal i think he's trying to make it seem like well maybe this thing isn't it's like a kind of a, like uh a, a crisis of faith a little bit at the end there, even. Yeah, where everybody's like, I don't even know what to do.
3: But then we have the his daughter at the end being telekinetic. So it kind of like, I don't know. Maybe if they didn't have that in there, it would play more to that. That kind of like gives it like a meaning. It's like, yeah, there's something going on in there, you know? So
2: I think both are possible. I guess I kind of took it as like, there's something weird going on in the zone and we have things from the mythology. He knows like, you know, the kids are of people who go in there are cursed and his daughter's telekinetic. But I think like what they're saying when they come to the room and they're like, you think you're a priest walking around telling us all the rules. Like, I think, yeah, he and that porcupine guy went in there and weird stuff was happening. And porcupine was like, you gotta do this to stay alive. This will give you what you want. Yes. But, like, what do we know? We're just men. We have no grasp of what is happening. It's all arbitrary. We, you know, yeah. yeah. Get off telling other people to do it. And then we're like, yeah, we're in the know. Ha
0: <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah, I think there is definitely yeah, something weird with it. But, yeah, I just it's yeah, I think it, who knows what it actually is and what it's doing. Is it
3: sentient?
0: Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It Could be moving stuff around or it could just be the stalker doing the weird pathing thing it could be messing with them because they do hear that weird voice um that none of them claim was them telling the guy to stop uh so there is it could
1: just be messing with them yeah i don't know you brought up porcupine fox for just a bit there like i thought he was an interesting character that the stalker kept referring to um and I read some people talking online that they think Porcupine ended up killing himself, right? Yeah, he hung himself. Yeah, but he still left all these like
3: traps all over the zone and misdirections, right? He didn't leave them. It's like the zone changes and creates death traps is what the stalker says about it. So you got to be careful while you're going through there that you don't like step into one of them though we don't ever see one really
0: there's that hole i don't know if that was supposed to be a trap or not like that big well um that was kind of came out of nowhere but he does leave that like uh that um white cloth thing hanging at one of the
1: the hallways though. yeah and the stalker talks about it he's like a, a misdirection from porcupine or something but i was reading online people were saying that since porcupine went into the room he kind of like maybe got what he wanted and he he ended up
2: killing himself maybe because it wasn't
1: like actually what he thought it was gonna be or whatnot i don't know
2: like he felt bad about himself like his brother died on their expedition and he felt bad that his innermost desire wasn't to revive his dead brother it was to get rich and he was like oh my god i'm horrible i found I found eternity and immortality and God, and I'm still a horrible person.
1: It's a very depressing theme, but I thought it was a very interesting character that you like never see, but is, they bring him up in the movie quite a
3: bit. I like that that's in there, and I wish that they would have done similar things with the three characters in the movie, because that's actually something that occurred <laughs> in the zone and it's it's just a story we never see it but that's more interesting than anything these three people are doing at least i think it is because it's actually poses a philosophical question right and then a moral dilemma and then the guy's like all right i'm just gonna kill myself because i can't live with how terrible i am there's a lot to unpack in just that story which to me is much more interesting than listening to these three people walk around and talk about (laughs) philosophical things the entire movie. It's like, give me something more concrete, please, to look at and investigate and analyze and come up with what I think based on my life experiences, you know, all all that good stuff.
0: I think we're yeah we're watching the characters like unpack that story themselves mostly yeah it's just like talking about that um, which I, I like because I'm they all decide not to go in there like they're all like eh. <laughs> it's because it, yeah that that concept is really great I think and I think yeah I love that like ph- the philosophy behind it of yeah you're like you think you know what you want, but like, if you just dig deep enough, (laughs) you're going to find something that maybe you're not super happy with. Um, And, you know, that's just a part of you and you can't, you know, there's just nothing you can do about it. And that's, it'll reveal something that you might not want to be revealed because yeah, you just don't, it's so, it's buried so deep that you wouldn't even
2: think about it. I think even the lack of excitement is part of like the themes. I mean, you know, you've got all these old mythologies, you know, greek and norse mythologies and even stories in the bible and i know there's that goofy old saying life is often stranger than fiction but i mean it's not you know like there's all these epic stories that we're like yes that's gotta be real like that's so cool it'd be rad if this stuff actually happened but it's like yeah it's life (laughs) we're humans and there's, yeah, I don't know, that's what, that's what I took away from it, I guess, kind of, was that was almost the point, which is kind of a bummer in itself.
0: It's like, you're better left not knowing, usually, is I think kind of the point. Because, yeah, they even say, like, how many, because the stalker claims, like, yeah, he he's here to help, he wants, this is the only way to give people happiness, but then they're, they counter him, or like... How many people have you seen leave this place happy? Like it never works out. Like they just, they always find something, and then it's just this horrible, and they don't
3: like it. Well, he the stalker said too, which just gets into the faith thing that they do at the end of the movie. He says it doesn't happen immediately; like it takes time for the wish to occur. So he never sees. The outcome of any of this he's just taking it all on faith that it's gonna occur and that it's gonna make these people really happy and so he feels really good about himself for being the help out in that way even though he's never ever seen it which i think was a really cool element to have in this movie
0: yeah yeah it is a lot about faith i kind of that's what i was thinking like the whole room the zone kind of is like a metaphor for faith a little bit It's like, you got to believe the rituals. You got to go all these certain paths. It's like, why can't we just do this? It's like, well, it's too easy. We got to do it the other way. You know, it's like a lot of different paths you have to take to get there. And then once you get there, you have to believe. And then it takes time. Yeah. And you you never know. It might not happen the way you think it's going to happen. All that kind of stuff.
3: Which is allegorical for religion and everything like that. I mean, they even put on the thorny crown or whatever, too, which... I didn't quite get why they did that. Yeah, I didn't really
1: like that either. That was too on the nose. I think the end of the movie did get a little on
3: the nose for me, and I would have
1: appreciated if they didn't
3: do that. Yeah, like when his wife is talking directly to the to the audience it was kind of weird. I loved. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, Alexander. Kaidanovsky or something like that. The stalker. His performance there, not at the very end, but like when they make it to the room and he's trying to plead with the professor not to blow it up. Dang, that was good. Like, (laughs) I was so sad for that guy in that moment. He did such a good job. And tying that in with like the faith and uh, religion allegory with it. It just that that part just worked for me. I was like, okay, now this is actually firing on all cylinders, and I'm seeing what I want kind of out of this, you know, some some action, something's going on. Well, not you know what I mean, not like action, <laughs> something's action. happening. Yeah, <laughs> something's going on. We're actually exploring something here. This is cool. And then um, then they just sit around after that and don't do anything again.
2: Well, I'm glad you brought up feeling bad. For the stalker actually because my wife also said something similar about feeling kind of bad for him but i really did not feel bad for him like at all in this movie you know i mostly felt bad for like the other two the stalker i was just kind of like man this guy's like a scumbag
3: really
0: what made you think that yeah
2: well just like how indifferent he is to like his wife and kids suffering in the beginning like is this about religion or is this about him escaping from the world like
0: I th- I think it's that yeah
2: <laughs> And then like is he really just a con man and he's like no please don't take away my escape from you know having to care for my wife and child is kind of how I felt about it But I mean I read that Tarkovsky even called him like the hero because of his you know arc I guess he keeps the faith while everybody else tries to take it away from him
3: It it could be that like that that could be. If it's all not real and it's just a con, then yeah, he's one hundred percent the bad guy in this.
0: Yeah, we never know for sure. Yeah. It's just yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, well he wants they bring that up too, the writer and this the professor, right? Something like you got you, you this is where you're in control when you yeah, you are finally can tell us what to do. You're in control of your life. You, you you've got power here, even if it you don't understand it and it's like yeah that, that he might not even like realize that about himself kind of i think too it's like yeah maybe they're right maybe that is why i do this it revealed his true self going into the zone maybe a little bit he probably just never thought of it that way but but you're right yeah i kind of forgot because this movie's so long that at the beginning yeah you kind of do get the, the he like leaves his wife bawling on the floor begging for him to like come back and he's like, no, I'm just going to go back into the zone immediately after getting out of prison. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> I kind of got the feeling, Fox, that um, that he has a little bit of maybe Stockholm Syndrome for the, the zone, right? Because life sucks so much in Soviet Union, Russia, and everything. Like, this is the only place he can go where he's actually happy and he has something that he enjoys doing and actually believes in yeah he was a jerk to his wife there at the start they could be he's having a mental problem or like depression maybe in a weird way or Stockholm syndrome to the zone which is interesting and it's like maybe this happens to all the stalkers too that go who spend too much time there you know oh yeah
2: I think you're onto something. I could
3: definitely see. He
2: seems almost like a soldier with PTSD who just keeps going back, back to the battlefield to be like on, on alert, like all the time, keep that adrenaline going.
0: And he's happy once he gets. Yeah, that's the actor does a great job of like selling that transition between him being kind of grumpy and you know just uh, telling everybody you know just muttering like one word sentences and telling people what to do so when he gets to the zone. You can like actually see his yeah demeanor's changed once they get there, and he's super happy. He goes
3: and rolls in the grass. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, at the end, he's like, when his wife asks, "Why don't you take me in there?" Um, it could go both ways with his responses. Like he care, maybe he does care about him, and he's worried about um. Taking him there and something bad happening to him, or then on Fox's viewpoint, maybe he doesn't want to take him there. So they realize that there's nothing there at all, and then he gives them even more reason to like not go there in the future. That he can't argue his way out of, I guess.
0: Well, and then his safe place has been invaded. Like that's his place that he can escape from that reality of having his family and being stuck in the crappy apartment. If he brings his family there, maybe it like kind of shatters that uh, that one safe haven he has too, or what he thinks is a safe haven, his escape.
3: Yeah, though I I got the impression from the end that he was taking them there. Yeah, I got that too.
2: I kind of like to think he learned something from that scene. With the rain in the room where he's sitting there and he's like, you guys hear that? It's so still. Maybe I'll bring my family here. And then it immediately starts raining. You know, stuff's falling. The professor starts dismantling a bomb and chucking it in the water and the fish start eating the chemicals and dying. Like, I like to think he's like, oh, that's probably a sign that me bringing people to live here is going to ruin everything.
0: I don't think I'd want to live there, that's for sure. As nice as it seems, maybe I'd walk around in the shrubs for a bit, but i am want to leave after a while. You don't want to be a stalker? Eh, I don't think so. I don't think that's for me. I'm not going to throw a little knotted metal around. And...
2: <laughs> you could have everything you ever wanted, TV.
3: Nah, a stalker never goes in, though. That's the thing. He guides others to a treasure he cannot possess.
1: That is cool. I like that he's called a a stalker too. I don't know. Stalker is a cool name for what he does.
3: It's interesting choice. Yeah. I wonder what it meant in Russia at that time. Yeah. I don't know cuz I mean for it's usually uh, associated with bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, which maybe that's why he chose that interestingly enough. I just did like a British murder mystery book, right?
2: Where some people go out to the mountains, do a little party, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But they go boar hunting, or deer hunting, not boar, deer hunting at one point. But they never call it deer hunting. They just keep saying deer stalking. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you going to take us deer stalking today? Better go and get my rifle to learn how to shoot for the deer stalking. And I thought it was really weird that they never used the word hunting.
0: Yeah. So maybe it just has like a different connotation. Yeah, I kind of thought it, it could be like a tracker or something like that. That's what it could mean as well, like
2: a pathfinder. Yeah, I get the impression that's what the, the British, I guess, use there was. Yeah, like a hunter instead of like somebody following someone taking photographs of him.
0: But I guess if he's a stalker, he's stalking that room, but he never goes in.
1: You know, maybe he's creeping on that room. You brought up the acting, Dan. I want to say the guy who plays um, the writer, I thought he did a great job, too. He was always causing trouble left and right, and they were always making him go first. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting fed <laughs> up with it. I, I thought that guy did a great job acting as well. I mean, everybody did, I thought. He was funny.
0: I liked his, yeah, dynamic with the group he wasn't so like yeah cuz the pro- the professor's very silent kind of he'll just he just puts up with it but he gives like some like glances at people but the 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 writer like is yeah complaining and he's trying all this weird stuff he's like trying to drink his booze or he's like climbing on cars and stuff That's pretty funny
1: i i wonder if um tarkovsky was trying to make a like statement or commentary about himself and his his works always causing trouble and stirring up stuff in Russia. I don't know. I kind of got that because he's the representation of the arts character. So I wondered if he was trying to do that. I don't know. Do you guys like that theory at all? Think it has any cadence?
3: I think it does. Like I said, though, I don't, I'm not Russian and didn't live during the Soviet Union. So (laughs) I, I don't think I could ever like fully appreciate all of that. But it does makes sense to me that he would do that
0: yeah because i know he gets uh like a lot of his films would get even um shut down because yeah, the government film association wouldn't let him do it and stuff like that and so like that, maybe that's something to do with like the spark you can't find the spark because he can't make what he really wants and all that stuff
2: i know i've seen where tarkovsky said something like arts a science but you gotta you gotta go with your heart instead of you know whatever the facts are when you're making art that does sound very very tarkovsky yeah not necessarily applying logic just being like i hate this i'm bored (laughs) let's do something already
0: (laughs) let's watch yeah the the grass literally grow for a little bit and then we'll move (laughs) on he he does do what he wants and he's he's got a, a a vibe about him that i've always appreciated it sometimes yeah this one i think is kind of on the the end of it's pushing its limits for me but with solaris i really got into the groove of yeah the slow pace and kind of just like watching things happen very very slowly just looking at the pond for a few minutes and then looking at a tree it's it's nice it kind of gets in a groove at least yeah for me
1: yeah it's same for me
3: at least a lot of stuff happens in solaris you know like that you can comment on and look at even if it is slow that that
0: that is the key difference i think for me as well as yeah this one is just a little too much of just them walking around and talking about philosophy which is interesting like i said it's interesting stuff but it's just like yeah after a while i kind of want like some sort of supernatural thing to happen or it's the zone you know but if we want to see something weird happen
3: yeah because i don't know if all the philosophical stuff they discuss on their journey really applies to the movie and stuff like that, you know? Like when they start talking about uh the arts or whatever, like music and all that, and they go and he goes into all that stuff. I don't know if that really applies much to the movie. I guess it gives some characterization to the the dudes, but it's such a long discussion over that it reminds me like when indie filmmakers are very passionate about a subject and they just interject it oddly into their film it's not that bad like not even close but you know i don't know some of it just feels like yeah they're just doing it to be doing it maybe i think it's just as amusing i really think it's tarkovsky just kind of Saying
0: what he feels and <laughs> thinking about things,
2: which I think might be onto something, is
0: interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a self exploration for himself as well. Maybe a little bit
1: when he was just writing this. Hmm. You guys got anything else about this one? Are we ready for some overall presentation? I think I'm ready. Let's
0: do it. All right. So we got a we got a scale we use that goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it. In that order, we're all going to give a little spiel, and then land out our ratings at the end. So who knows? what we'll we'll give old Stalker. Uh, is it a classic, or is it has it withstood the test of time? We'll see. Uh, but speaking of zones, there happens to be a strange zone just by my apartment. And so after watching this movie, I was like, you know, it's time to get to the bottom of this mysterious zone. Apparently, it can grant me wishes, my deepest desires. It's so, like, you know, why not? I I could learn something new about myself today. And so I went down there. I went to the zone. I went through lots of weird little passageways. I was crawling around. I, you know, I was sleeping in the grass for five minutes at a time, uh, getting up and rambling, calling my friends and talking on the phone about philosophy for a bit. And then finally I made it <laughs> to the zone. Not the zone, but the room within the zone. And I w- entered and... um. I can't remember how exactly I uh, returned to my apartment, but I got back just in time for the review, and it revealed to me my truest desire, my truest wish, and it's for Mike <laughs> to go
1: first. Well, luckily, I can grant you this wish, TV. Yes. I can go first. Um I'm glad we watched Solaris before this one, because I expected this one to be pretty slow, uh, but I do agree it's a little too long. Well, maybe not a little. They could have probably cut a decent amount of this, but I was still pretty satisfied with what I got. The cinematography is great. The set design's great. I was um kind of interested by the zone and how off everything felt, Um but... I could have gone for some more stuff to happen, so this is a good movie for me, but I think it's one that I'll probably only watch once. The acting was really good in it as well. I've got to give it a watch it from Mike, but know what you're getting into with it before you
2: watch it. I definitely agree with that. I am glad we watched Solaris before this. (laughs) I feel like it could be jarring if you didn't know what to expect from... A Tarkovsky. It, it kind of sounds like these long movies with these ultra long takes are kind of his M.O., but I'm not unhappy with that. I kind of like it, and I, I've, I, I've enjoyed talking about this movie, and I had a pretty good time watching it. I think we're going to see this a lot more as we go through this classic sci-fi series, but I really like the way these old sci-fi movies look as they try to depict things that maybe defy nature and physics, but CGI is not really a viable option, so we get to see a lot of cool camera tricks and unique uses of perspective. That I think it have been kind of lost in contemporary sci-fi, so I'm excited for that as the series progresses. But specifically for this one, I think I've always known it's my deepest desire. Maybe I was hesitant to say, you know, I was like, I don't know, I need some more perspective, But I think deep down, I always knew it was going to be a buy. (laughs) I had a pretty good time with this. I like talking about it. I feel like I'm going to buy it and I'm going to stick it on my shelf in a cool box. People will come by and be like, oh, that's a cool looking movie. And I'll be like, yeah, you seen Tarkovsky's uh, Stalker. If not, let's have a talk about philosophy for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I. I just feel like I want to have this one on the shelf. This seems like a, a a big one in sci-fi. A big one for cinema, even if it is a little long. And I would definitely not argue that, a good chunk, could be cut. (laughs) Still a buy. I'm. I'm quite pleased with the end result.
0: Are we just like, four people, and and this podcast is our like zone where we find our true feelings and our true desires every every episode at the end <laughs> as we ramble about themes and <laughs> characters. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, this movie, I thought I would love it again this time. And I, I don't know if I was quite there. I, I like it a decent amount, though. I think it's good. I definitely have some complaints about the pacing. Um, I was able to vibe a lot more. We've talked about Solaris in here. We've talked about it in another episode if you want to listen to it. But... Um, that I could vibe through very well. And in this one, I kind of started to feel myself kind of going, all right, all right, let's just, let's keep on moving here. Um, cause I mean, the shots are great. It's beautiful. There's some really cool camera work too with like, we didn't really mention where like the, the, the camera will like pan, um, away from a car and then we'll pan to the right and we'll see like that car driving around the bay and coming down that, the, the alley or something. It's really cool. Um, I think he's a master at cinematography and I think he's a, what I really respect about, I think Tarkovsky, even if I don't vibe with this one as much as I think is like, I really do get the vibe that he just kind of does his thing and he doesn't really, he like lets it all out there. I think is, I guess the way to say it, like he, he he is just kind of, I feel like, rambling in this movie a little bit about philosophy and ideas. He's just really, like, thinking about him, he, how he thinks about things and stuff like that. And he's really just, like, pro- I think he might be processing something by making this movie. Um, I don't know if I understand it. Uh, I understand some of it, I think, with, like, the, the themes of, like, the, the deepest desires, which I really like. Um, but... Uh, i do own it i think i'm gonna give it a watch it this time it, i just didn't vibe with it as much as i thought i was going to um it's it is it's, it's a cool movie but i just yeah i just wish that there was a little more going on because it is
3: pretty slow i can say with 100 percent certainty that both of tarkovsky's movies that begin with s's are very, very slow, very interesting, though, and very well shot. But I, I feel much the same about this as I did Solaris or Solaris, whatever it is. Cool concept, great ideas, um, lots to talk about that you can take away from it. Way too freaking long, though. Uh, Tarkovsky is very self-indulgent in his filmmaking, at least for these two I've seen. I haven't seen any of his others, but with these, yeah, he's very self-indulgent to a point that I think it's too much, way too much. Um, This could have done with, like, maybe an hour cut off of it, and that would probably help out with um some of the issues I had about not Nothing really happening for most of this movie. If it was a lot shorter, it's easier to forgive that, I think. But no, this movie is very long. It takes almost an hour for them to get to the zone, even. And still, not too much happens in that whole hour, either. Um, as, yeah, I wanted... Um, I shouldn't say want. I did want, but I, I do think that it would have been nice having more, like some higher stakes in this maybe showcase some of those death traps build up that tension like with the meat grinder that was great and then we had some crazy weird thing happen once they got out of it that was cool that's like the only really weird thing that happens in the whole movie though but it's not bad either like it's very good and yeah I, i think i'm gonna give it a watch it though something more there's a book out there a science fiction book called Hyperion right if you haven't read it or heard of it you should go check it out because it's excellent something more akin to that I think would have been more interesting because that has your different classes of people they're all going on a pilgrimage to a sacred spot and they actually explore like things that occurred with all of them you know and take a deep dive into it something like that i think is a much better way to tell this kind of a story than what we got here so it's not bad though i'm gonna give it a watch it guys i didn't know where that was going
1: there dan were you in the zone were you affected
3: he was in
2: the zone. Did you find your truest desire? <laughs> he was yeah, in the like, review
1: zone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in the review zone for a bit.
2: Yeah.
1: I do have uh I have a question for you guys. Would you consider this movie sci-fi? Really? Like I was thinking about that after I watched it. Like it could be, but I feel like it was more like a post-apocalyptic movie or something.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like dystopian a little bit. But I mean, it's like a meteor, they say. I don't know. You could take it a lot of ways. Yeah. The The fact they say it's a meteor makes me go, sure, Telekinesis, so. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give it to him. I think. Yeah, I guess that's right. It's definitely not very, like, heavy in there. It's more, like, yeah, faithy than it is, uh, you know, science fiction. But that's an interesting way to take
1: it. IMDb has it first... In the drama category, and then (laughs) sci-fi. Yeah, I guess that makes
2: sense. (laughs) I kind of feel like this guy makes sci-fi movies, you know, in the setting of a drama.
3: Yep. (laughs) It's kind of cool. I appreciate that. He does his own thing, which I respect. Yep.
0: I like that a lot about him. Even if, yeah, sometimes it doesn't vibe as as much as I'd
3: like it to. Uh, It's still... It's still good, could be better but hey he's doing his own thing so props to him for that and making a good movie too <laughs> yeah
0: i've just got one left to watch that i own of his i i just buy his stuff like on criterion when i see it usually i didn't buy it in the mirror right away because i was i don't know we'll see i'll probably get it eventually but i've got I, andrew rubilev which is like a, a period piece about like a bell maker or something It's also like three and a half hours,
1: (laughs) (laughs) of course.
3: Seems a lot different from these other two we've watched, or that it could be, I guess. I think,
0: yeah, it's kind of a mix, I think. Yes, he does like, I think he has another period piece, like Ivan's, something like that. Ivan, I don't know what it is. Ivan something, but I think that's also a period piece or something. I don't know. Yeah, he does a lot of crazy stuff. But what's next? Anybody got a pick?
2: Well, I've been looking for a classic, and I've heard this one gets referenced a lot in like pop culture and in shows like Rick and Morty and Futurama. So I figured, why not? I'm going with
3: Logan's Run. Ooh, nice. I've been wanting to watch this for a while. (laughs) I've never seen that, yeah.
0: Yeah, that is supposed to be a classic. I know I've heard it referenced and stuff, so I'll be excited to watch that. Well, in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at RunTheReal, or you can email us at at RunTheRealPodcast.gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Stalker. I'd be curious. Is it too slow? Is it just right? Um, what do you get out of the, all this like, philosophical stuff? What do you think it's uh,
1: trying to say? Let us know. Yeah, get in contact. With us. tell us your favorite classic sci-fi movies oh yeah I do that too i want to know that yeah give us a recommendation or two but yeah thanks for going into the journey of the review zone with us <laughs> tonight it, it has been pretty fun but yeah be sure to tune in next week and hit us up we'd love to hear from you anyways thanks for listening to us tonight this is run the real signing off back.